Hello and welcome to Squick Me Not, an 18 plus podcast where we discuss all things erotic fiction. I am one of your hosts, Squid. And I am Pixie. Wow, we, what a great intro we've done today. Uh, so <laughs> what are we discussing uh, today, my my darling friend? Today, today we are discussing uh, what makes a good sex scene, what makes good intimacy in a novel, and uh, what makes good romance. How do you get that chemistry between your characters, and how do you make it believable? Hell yeah. And, I mean, this is coming off of us reading Need, where uh, neither one of us really felt much in the way of chemistry for our two main love interests, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, we both felt that Need was very bad at this, which, you know, uh, might be why this uh, topic for this episode is apt. Quite apt, I would agree, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so where do we where do we want to launch into this um yeah that's a really good question well okay Here, here's my question for you then what is it when you are reading uh, a piece of either erotic fiction or romance or even a genre piece where you see two characters and you're like oh yes i need them to be together um so and 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 I'll, I'll, I, we should preface this whole episode by saying this is all quite subjective. Um, oh yeah, this is entirely <laughs> our opinions on this. Yeah. Uh, there will be people who will be like, "That's a load of horseshit. Get out of my face." Yeah, this is not like, and that's fine. That's valid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, like, this is not a judgment call on anyone and their personal taste. This is just this is just us. Yes. So, uh, but to- uh, if you like something different. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good that's for you. Um, but yeah. to answer your question, I am extremely kinky, and really the thing that tends to do it for me in fiction isn't necessarily what like most people um, are looking for out of like a romance or something, because I gravitate very strongly to. Um, power exchange and that doesn't necessarily mean a power imbalance although it can but any kind of situation where two characters are in kind of a a very interesting power dynamic tends to really be something that emotionally invests me oh yeah i mean same uh we're we both have very similar tastes in fiction Mm -hmm. uh it's why we enjoy writing together (laughs) And uh, I agree with you. I a lot of my appeal when it comes to seeing two characters together is the the dynamics between them, and yeah, definitely, definitely the power, uh, the power balance between two characters. Um, and I would say, I mean, I would say that my my desire for that. Uh, can be different depending on whether I want something more romantic or something more steamy. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because I mean, I I do love a huge power imbalance, as I I think we've established <laughs> at this point. Yeah, uh, but that said, like it is possible, obviously, 
to do like a very <laughs> vanilla fluffy romance and to either oh, do yeah. that well and believably or not well and not believably. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, there's also different types of power imbalance too, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have the power imbalance of like someone literally has more power than you, whether that's politically or socially, um, physically. Um, but you can also have, you know, someone having a power imbalance of like, that person is just way taller and bigger and physically stronger than you. Um, but like, you know, safe, sane, and consensual, just sometimes you like someone who can, you know, bench press you. And that's, that's valid. <laughs> that's so valid, honestly. So valid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I mean, there's, um, there's, um, there's something to be said for that kind of, like, uh, opposites attracting sort of thing going on. But, uh, in terms of, like, how to do your dynamic well, whichever, whatever dynamic you have, whether that's a kinky one yeah. or a, uh, vanilla one, I think that one, to me, one of the most important aspects is knowing what the characters find appealing about the other character. Yes. Like, what is it that uh, also, is drawing them to each other? Yeah, I will say for myself, I don't really relate to characters who their entire draw to someone else is purely physical. No, characters. I don't relate to those characters I, either. I, like, I don't find that believable, but uh, as we've also established, we're both, like, kind of on the A spectrum. But I just, like, for me, I find it much more interesting to have two characters who are drawn to each other because of things like their sense of humor or because of their intelligence or their creativity or the, the way they cry during sad commercials. Like, that to me is much more compelling in a story or even in erotica really than just well he had you know nice hair and white teeth and like he has a penis i have a vagina so like what more is there to discuss yeah and i mean like there's a lot of erotica and romance that is written that is very um physically based and those ones i do find a little bit more boring because i can't really relate and i find that and listen, probably a majority of people on this planet do experience that kind of physical attraction, so I'm not even saying that it can't be done yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, this is a me problem. I, I'm oh, yeah, no, 100%. situationally <laughs> attracted. But at the same time, I think it's also true that realistically, people are attracted to more things than just a physical. And oh yeah. so if you want... If you're just writing a down and dirty porno, like, fine, whatever. But if you want... Yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, that's when you get into the, he had a big cock, and he had big pucks, and he could throw me over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. Um, yeah, like, if you're writing romance... If you're writing on, romance, there's please. gotta be something else there. Give me a little something-something. <laughs> just, like, a, a hint of a personality. Yeah. Something. Like, I want Something to... other than nice hair. Please, I'm begging you on my knees. I want to get to Please. know the characters. And I think this well, is also why, for me, erotica works better than porno writing. Because mm. erotica, especially, like, more romantic erotica, 
tends to be more emotionally driven, at least the ones I like. No, I I agree. And I mean, I, I sort of think of like the things I like to write myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I have absolutely written stuff where it is just like, you know, 4,000 words down and dirty, like, we're here for the freaky shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. Um, but like, if I'm writing a long form piece, a full ass novel, I, I am hoping that people on some level can believe sort of the motivations of my characters wanting to be together. Yeah. Well, and I feel even your stuff, when you are just writing something real down and dirty, just some, some, <laughs> some, some, uh, plot, what plot action, um, <laughs> but even then, like, your scenes feel emotionally driven, even in just the sense that, like, they're about fear, or they're about humiliation, they're about uh, defeat, or yeah. all these different, like, turbulent emotions come through. Even if they're not loving or romantic emotions, it's still about yes. emotions more than it is about someone's body. Yeah, well, and I, I think for me, a lot of that comes down to just, like, I enjoy being in a character's head mm-hmm. and, like, what I find arousing for myself a lot of the time more than, like, the actual sex act itself, which, yeah, that it's hot. But, like, a lot of my, my sort of, like, ooh, yeah, that's the good shit that I get um, comes from how the person is feeling mm-hmm. about the sexual acts how into it they are, how aroused they are, if they're scared, if they're happy, if they're, you know, uh, sad even. There's, to me, intimacy is so much more than, like, like tab A and slot B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so a lot of times I find a lot of, for me personally, like a lot of stories can kind of fall flat when it hinges so heavily on the idea of, like, uh, he's a guy, she's a girl, like, I don't need to give him a personality, I don't need them to have a reason to like each other. Yeah. Because that's just what guys and girls do, they just have sex, they're attracted to each other based purely on genitals, which is like, <laughs> that's weird to me. Uh, yeah, I, I also feel like, aside from emotional uh, aspects to a sex scene, I also yeah. really gravitate to writing that is um experiential and very like sensation driven like i want to know i I want to know what the character is feeling emotionally but i also want to know what the character is feeling physically so i'm i'll connect more with a description of what sensations are they're currently feeling than i will with a description Mm -hmm. of what their partner looks like right oh yeah i was just gonna say like uh, as far as like physical like the description of like the physical sensations i think that's equally as important as like the emotional impact mm-hmm. too you know if someone's getting pounded well does it feel good does it hurt does it hurt so good um, right you know like what are is it you making feeling? their heart race yeah like is their heart racing are their palms sweating are they like moaning are they heaving you know their breath like are they panting are they is their tongue hanging out of their mouth because they're just like too busy screaming uh is there drool is it making their (laughs) cock ache if they have a cock like like what what are they feeling in those moments um and like i've read i've read a lot 
of adult literature. <laughs> you have, <laughs> I yes. have. And you, uh, you have, it's the most impressive catalog. I do, yes. yes. I'm, I'm very well read when it comes to <laughs> pornographic writing. <laughs> you've, you've told me some great stories oh, yeah. about some of the stuff you've um, And a lot of the times, like, uh, I'll, I'll read a book that's about, like, that's just, just straight up fucking. And so many mm. of the descriptions can be, like, so visually oriented. Like, it'll be a, about a guy and he's fucking this girl and all the descriptions will just be about oh her the way her tits bounced and uh the sight of her pubic hair and uh all, like like all those things that I'm just like yeah but like I want to know what he's feeling yeah what is he feeling what is he about feeling them? like yeah is it turning him on is it making him harder is it making him want to like pound into her drooling inside his mouth because he just wants to taste her that's what that's the money shot exactly like yeah 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 i assume her tits are gonna bounce that's fine i don't care about that tell me about (laughs) what it feels like to be inside of her like uh, yeah are you having a religious moment at how hot and wet she is. Come <laughs> right? on. Like, uh, it's, it's just so interesting to me how much uh, porno writing can be very, very brief in its descriptions and very uh, solely visual. Where I'm like... Well, I- like, there's a, there's a level of, like, you know when you're a kid and you're reading a book and it's like, you're first starting to learn how to write. And it's like, Jack said this, then Betty said this... And then they did this. And then they did this other thing. The end. Yeah. Like, a lot of it yes. reads, like, the way you write when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, and that's not to say that these people aren't good writers. Just that I think, like, as far as, like, how we teach people to write creatively, like, in school even, like, we don't really push people past that point. No, and, I like, and I find it especially fascinating when it comes to, like, adult literature. Um, oh yeah. That like what's going to be sexy to me is not the same thing as going to be sexy to everybody, and oh, it's, gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just very fascinating to me to see writing where I'm like, this is doing nothing for me, but presumably this was really hot to the person who wrote it. Um, but I, I I don't I don't understand the fascination with like bodies and just what bodies look like. Whereas, like, I want to read something yeah. that puts me in the scene. I want to, I want to be experiencing oh, yeah. this with the point of view mm-hmm. character. Well, it's like, God, it would be like, like someone write like some guy fucking some woman's ass, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, what does it feel like? And it's like it's round, and you're like, <laughs> is her skin soft? Is it hot? Does it feel good under your hands? Have you squeezed it? Like, what do you mean it's round? Of course, it's fucking round. It's an ass, like. <laughs> Unless she's flat ass, in which case, you know, that's fine. Good for her, too. That's right. Yeah, no. So, like, I don't know. I think there is an art to a very effective sex scene. And and and, and for me personally, there is a specific, there are specific details that I'm looking for that, okay, not everybody yeah. else is looking for, but that's fine. Well, no, no. And I mean, like, a lot of writing sex scenes, like you said, comes down to perfect personal preference oh, yeah. and like specific kinks you're into people might write something you know with scatin and i'm not necessarily like clambering to go read it but that doesn't mean that that 
to someone else, that's really hot. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, just in general, uh, people who write, you know, adult content could do with a little more, a little more descript- description in their scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's a little less, and then they fucked, and fucked, <laughs> and fucked, and we're done. Next scene! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he got on top of her, and he fucked her. Anyways, like, like, that's right. I'm like, if you're gonna put a sex scene in your story, give it some freaking love, please. Uh, To be fair, though, there are scenes in like, okay, you know how like books that aren't erotica, they're not intended to be like adult. Oh yeah, no, those you can't. Whenever they put, I mean, you can. And you you can put a better sex scene in, uh, but people will get angry at you for it yeah. because how dare you put a sex scene in my murder mystery or my fantasy novel or my sci-fi? And you're like, it won't kill you. It will, yeah. To see it, two people going at it, but but because of that, like I feel like authors are like nervous to put a sex scene in their books. Like, so so. Oh yeah. So, well, I mean, I don't think most people actually know how to write a good sex scene because. <laughs> of that and like that's not their fault well like like where are you gonna learn it from (laughs) if all the other sex scenes you're reading are people who don't know how to write sex scenes either where are you gonna learn it from well and they put they put such like flowery language like there's so many of these scenes in these books where it's clear that the (laughs) author wants to make sure you know that this is not a pornographic novel even though there's a sex scene this is artistic damn it and the scene is yes, just this is this artistic <laughs> fucking okay right and the scene is something like and then as i held her in my arms and i entered her my mind expanded throughout the cosmos and i was a child <laughs> again in my mother's yes, womb and then it brought me through and, and it's like <laughs> and it's, it's so far removed from what's happening that you're just like are we <laughs> are we having the sex scene right now or have you been like teleported out of this scene into a different place? I saw Just, the like, birth and death of the universe and suddenly <laughs> all was still. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile that 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 girl that Girl, the, the the book is just like, "Oh my god, is he done yet?" He's been staring at the ceiling for 15 like minutes just he came five hours ago like, oh my god is he crying <laughs> yeah he keeps he keeps singing praise god and i i don't really know what that's about but it's kind of freaking me out a little bit like it's just pussy. i think i might have hooked up with a religious seller <laughs> and 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 he has found religion it's your pussy yeah yeah, congratulations. God was you all along. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it is it is possible to go in the direction where you're like trying to get too emotional and too like esoteric. A little too it. esoteric. Yeah. Yeah. And like all so of like, this is symbolic of uh of the <sighs> fact that we just went to Bone Town. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metaphors within metaphors to make sure that you don't actually know that they had sex, but you know that they had sex. Well, I, I remember reading scenes like that when I was a kid and mm. being totally confused. Had no idea yeah, what I just read. Right, because you're just like, what is happening? One second they're on top of each other, and the next second he's like ascending into heaven for some reason. And then it's and a scene change. his body? Yeah. yeah. And then we move on. 
uh, it's the next yeah, day. Yeah, and then we move on. And I'm like, I have no I mean, idea what just happened there. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I prefer that still to, like, the fade to black. I guess, like, they kissed, and they leaned into each other, and they were on top of each other in the bed, and then uh, it's a new chapter, and we're somewhere else. I, yeah, I don't mind that so much. I think that that can work, uh, depending can, on the well, type of that, I mean, I think that's, yeah, I think that stuff is better for, like, Kinglet. Yeah. You know, but, like, a sex scene in a YA novel, but your, uh, your publisher is like, hey, um, You can't have a sex scene in a YA novel. These are teenagers? Yeah. <laughs> this is for teenagers, and we're gonna get our offices burnt down by angry mothers, so <laughs> please take that out. Yeah, but you can sure Please? you can sure put a shit ton of violence in that teen lit. Uh, oh yeah, no. Shit. I mean, if you want to have someone fucking decapitated and like watch their brain spill out of their skull, that's fine. Uh, but if you have two teenagers kiss on uh, on screen, I guess <laughs> for lack of a better word, on paper, uh, and they hold hands and then they want to do the nasty, uh, no, absolutely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> having having like child soldiers or having kids commit atrocities and commit murders that's fine kids know that isn't real but sex absolutely not they might think that sex is normal and healthy and we can't have that now can we all this to say uh the animorphs should have fucked they should have been allowed to say fuck. <laughs> that, yes they should have <laughs> let the animorph kids swear Please. They, they have been through enough. They should be allowed to say the F word. Just say it. Also, I, I would say that is also true for the entirety of the Forbidden Game series. Let oh, these children swear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, these kids should be allowed to say You're gonna have whatever they want. PTSD, I think they should be allowed to say fuck at least once. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Or at least damn it or shit or something. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, yeah. Julian rolls up and he just calls Jenny a bitch. <laughs> Julian rolls rolls up and he's just like, you goddamn fucking asshole boys, get in my fucking way of getting some pussy. <laughs> Could you imagine? I can't imagine Julian talking like that. No! <laughs> he never would, but the idea is really it funny. It is very, very, very uh, funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm I have like the giggles now from saying that. It's fine. We're fine. No, yeah. Um. But yeah. No. I think. Um. I th- I think a lot of times, um, people people sort of either don't know how to approach a sex scene and they get kind of like, oh fuck, what do I do with this? Um. And the answer is, calm down. Think about what you would like someone to do to you. And if you're someone who doesn't like being touched, then like. Maybe you don't have to write a sex scene if you don't want to. Oh you yeah, can fade to black. Like that's okay. Yeah, I. You don't have to write one if you don't want to. Yeah, there's a lot of discourse on the internet right now about uh, how many sex scenes are in media, how much sex scenes should be in media, and honestly, at the end of the day, I'm like, if you're writing a story, do what you want. If you want to put a sex scene in it, do it. If you don't want to put a sex scene in it, don't. Um, Follow your bliss. Yeah, whatever makes you happy, really. Yeah. We're we're here on a podcast talking about what makes us happy, but if that's not what makes you happy, you don't have to listen to what we're suggesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do do what makes you happy. Listen, if you like a good uh, journey through the cosmos, metaphorical 
purple prose sex scene. Uh, fucking reggae, yeah. whatever. Yeah, just, um, please, 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 for the love of God, stop saying things like man-meat. Yeah. Or his log. Or her, like, <laughs> love tunnel. flower dripping with honey or nectar. Oh, nectar and honey are the worst. I hate that. Uh, I mean, if it look, if it does it for you, I'm really happy for you. I just intensely hate it so much. I'm like, use the words. Just use the words. It won't kill you. Yeah, I promise it won't kill you. I, I do, honestly, like, just, like, pick your favorite slang term and stick with that. Like, my preferred term for a penis is cock. My preferred term yeah. for a vagina is pussy or cunt, depending on my mood. I don't really... Yeah, depending on the character. I don't really deviate much from those. Uh, that's it. No. No, and I'm sure it, there are some people who would read our stuff and be absolutely irritated to hell and back about that. Oh, yeah, because everybody's got their preferred <laughs> words that they're yeah. like, oh, no, I can't believe they're using cock when dick is clearly superior. Um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the other thing is, is that, like, I think people, especially when they're writing sex scenes, get really... Um, really self-conscious about using words like cock or pussy or whatever uh, too much in, like, one scene. And yeah. I'm telling you, you can't. Yeah, it's Unless fine. you're saying cock, 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 make cock face, you're probably <laughs> fine. I mean, it's it's like it's like the word said, right? Like, Yeah, your brain just tunes it out. Yeah, it's fine. You can say said yeah, it, as many times as you want. Yeah, like, your brain, when reading, probably isn't... For most people, will not actually pick up how often the word said is used, mm -hmm. and uh, generally speaking, unless you hate the actual words, most people aren't gonna notice if you use cock, like, three times in one sentence. Yeah. Not sentence, but paragraph. Um, it's, it is like, funny, You though. don't need to feel, you don't need to, yeah, you don't need to feel too self-conscious about that. It's actually not nearly as bad as your brain thinks it is. It is funny how people, like, readers tend to have their preferred words and and are, can be absolutely turned off if you use the ones that they don't like. Oh, 100%. Um, I, one <laughs> of the ones that always always is funny to me is just the spelling for the word come, because... Oh, yeah, that is a huge argument on the internet. It's such a huge argument. Um, it's whether, really funny to Whether me. you spell it C-U-M or C-O-M-E, and I feel like when I first started reading, uh, like, uh, risque literature, C-U-M was it. Like, that. that's oh, how yeah. it's spelled. But, like, nowadays, I'm seeing most people use C-O-M-E, and yeah, I, and I don't get it. Oh, here, okay, here's why I don't like C-O-M-E, and, I mean, totally disagree with me if you want. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, if you have C-O-M-E as come, as in come here, mm -hmm. and come for me, in the same sentence, <laughs> come here and do you come. see how this is a problem in, in, like, when you're reading how that can get confusing? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, that's, that's to me why I prefer C-U-M, because I'm like, well, C-O-M-E is already a word. Yeah, well, I, I like that it differentiates it, especially when you are writing a scene, like a sex scene, where you may in fact be using come as in come here, mm -hmm. come over, come touch yourself, come touch me. Right. Um, and like it just, uh, I, I, I have seen it 
where like you have the two different meanings in the same sentence before and i was so confused for like a solid you know (laughs) two to three minutes just being like wait what what are they which one what is happening what am i looking at and then i figured it out and i felt you know like an idiot for being that slow about it but like yeah it gets i just prefer having like a very clear this is c-u-m is the gooey shit that comes out of a dick like oh yeah well i mean or having an orgasm C- c-u-m preferred that one. it does have two different meanings right because cum yeah, can yeah. be um semen or it can be an orgasm um yes. so i do understand i like it for both yeah i like it for both i have seen some people that say no c-u-m should be uh semen and c-o-m-e is an orgasm and I'm yeah like, mm, i mean fine, i can get behind I that guess. i guess but i still prefer it the other i way. still prefer it the other way and, and here's the other thing like not only is c-o-m-e already a different word um mm. but also i just feel like it feels kind of juvenile like you're avoiding saying the dirty word uh like yeah. you're not spelling like people... it the obscene way uh yeah like when people are like i'm gonna say dick and nuts because i won't say cock and balls because that's (laughs) too dirty and you're like you're writing a sex scene i don't know yeah i'm like i don't i don't need like a i i have seen people say that the reason they don't like cum is because it feels too nasty and i'm like yeah that's kind of what i like about it it's a sex scene (laughs) right uh i've also seen people argue about the fact that like uh, C-U-M is also a Latin word that's often used in acad- academia Oh, like, yeah, spaces, like something... In academic spaces. Like something... Yeah, cum like your loud. cum laude or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Oh, well. I, I... Also, I'm really sorry if I just, like, completely butchered that I... Oh, I have. I, I am not. I, don't think I am you not did. I up think... on the university. university what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's. I think that's how it's said. I think it's cum loud. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we're. I think I say come louder, come, and that's like loud. a different thing. <laughs> maybe we're both uh, wrong. I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. We're allowed to be stupid. It's our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but and you can also use, I believe, that word like uh, to signify like an object is being used as a different object. Like, um, mm. oh, what's an example? Like if you have a chest that you're using as a coffee table. So it'd be a chest come coffee table. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you I put that you. word in the middle. Um, so yes, I but see as someone who doesn't use that in like my everyday language. No, who does? It means nothing to me. Exactly. So for me, it actually makes more sense. Every once in a I- while, <laughs> like once in a blue moon, I'll throw that into a sentence just to show how fancy i am like i know english things um yeah look at us speaking words in our native tongue but i think that's a bad argument Uh for come not being spelt that way uh Uh, yeah because again c-o-m-e is already a word and a far more fucking common one than come loud That's my that's my issue with it is that it gets very it can get very confusing very quickly. Yeah, so that's... when you're writing, <laughs> but like again, personal preference. It is just a personal preference, um, and like I can read a book that spells it C O M E, and it's not going to like ruin the experience. Oh yeah, it's not going to break my immersion or anything. No, it's uh, just I. It, I it prefer... only becomes a problem if 
Yeah, it only becomes a problem if they use the two different meanings of the word in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. do that. No. If you're editing, take it out. Fix it. Change it to something else. Please. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm easily confused. I'm just a baby. Just a bit. Well, you shouldn't be reading these books. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I'm just a baby, I say, when I'm, like, in my mid-30s. <laughs> <laughs> I am baby. I am baby. Yes. Uh, okay, so, like, that's sort of very uh, windingly addressed. <laughs> what makes good chemistry? Um, yeah, so how do you how do you extrapolate that into, like, a romance, or maybe not a romance, depending on how hard you like your fiction, maybe something yeah. different, but, like, a relationship that is believable? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing, right, is how do you make a relationship that is believable uh and i think a lot of that comes down to sort of like looking at your own relationships and pulling little pieces here and pieces there of like what is it that you value in your own relationships or things that you might fantasize about wanting Mm. in a relationship Mm -hmm. um and like essentially creating like either a perfect partner or a perfectly fucked up partner uh, (laughs) in your head for your character like, if I'm writing a submissive character and a dominant character, you know, my submissive characters are always going to be a much closer reflection of myself than I would like to admit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, my dominant characters are the ones who are enacting all of, like, my sexual fantasies onto sort of the submissive character that I may or may not be projecting onto. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, most obviously... Um, the things that I have in a fantasy are not going to be necessarily what I want in reality. It might be what I want in reality cranked up to a billion. <laughs> or it might be parts of what I want in a reality. And then, like, the, the parts that enable me to create a character who can fulfill the sexual fantasy I'm trying to portray. Yeah. Um, um so, like, uh, if, like, I would not necessarily want to say, um, be sexually assaulted in real life but in a sexual fantasy writing i want to create a character who knows everything about me um well not me but my character Mm -hmm. because i'm definitely not projecting Um, (laughs) no never (laughs) no never not in this household in this economy absolutely not um (laughs) No, I, I think sort of one of the things that, like, is really important when you're trying to create that feeling of connection between two characters is, like, why does character A feel drawn to character B? Um, and draw from your own experience with that or your own fantasy experiences. Um, yeah. And in the case of, like, you know character a well if you have like this sweet little person but who just really wants you know someone to grab them by the hair and put them in their place or whatever um you kind of have to make a character who can do that Mm -hmm. i i would also say that when you're writing character interactions 
Um, yeah. You should have a clear idea of what sort of relationship they're having, whatever that relationship is, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's mm-hmm. a romance, a friendship, an antagonistic relationship, a yeah. power exchange, like whatever, yeah. whatever their dynamic is supposed to be, the interactions should be putting that forward. So like one of our yeah. biggest problems in need was that the book kept trying to tell us that... Uh, the two characters, Nick and Zara, were really into each other, but none of their interactions yeah. really felt like they were. No, because all of them were him being rude to her, her being kind of pissed off that he was rude to yeah. her, but also going, yeah, but he does have nice hair. Exactly. So, like, all, all of these interactions, and maybe it was going for a kind of, like, uh, rivals to lovers sort of thing, but it never if that was there the case... There is a way to do that though, it wasn't that. that. It, it, if that's the case, like, it was never actually established that they were, like, antagonistic towards each other. They no. barely met, and they had a couple, like, weirdly aggro Brief conversations. run-ins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they were, like, super into each other. Uh, so, again, like, you can do a dynamic where two people who strongly dislike each other eventually start to like each yeah. other. Um, but you have to actually establish those things. And every interaction, yes. you should be asking yourself, what is their dynamic and how can I show it? Well, yeah. Like, um, so, so like, in the case of, say, uh, The Forbidden Game, you have Julian, who is a villain. He knows he's a villain. Everything he does is villainous, but he is also aware that what is driving him is his desire to have Jenny for himself. Mm -hmm. So all of his actions ooze this desire that he has. That is his motivation. His motivation is, I want Jenny to be mine. And so all of his interactions, like, are full of his need and desire for her, which is why his scenes always feel so sensual. And Jenny is very drawn to him for, like, you know, mystical reasons. But also, like, there's this... You you always know that she is aware that she shouldn't be as attracted to him as as she is, that he's a bad person, that he doesn't fit her values. Mm -hmm. Um, But is also just, like, really drawn to him. And you can feel it because the author, you know puts in how she feels when she sees him, like, weak in the knees and breathless and oh. Exactly. The whole thing. Um, Whereas, like, with Zara and Nick, it was more like God, he's such an ass, but he has nice teeth. Or he has nice hair. And it's like, but you just express that you don't like him. And then you go, but he's really cute, so that's good enough. And, like, that that's not chemistry to me. That is just like, a really flat representation of, like, sexual appeal. Yeah, I mean, maybe the author was going for a very tsundere sort of uh, thing with Jenny. Jenny. No, not Jenny. Zara. <laughs> Zara. <laughs> uh, where she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally not into him. Uh, yeah, like, why would, you, yeah. why would you say that? Why would you think I'd be into him? Um, but like, but it just didn't... get no indication that she's she is though. Yeah, is the thing like because all of her interaction with him were just kind of like weirdly antagonistic. Yeah, but it also never actually established any good reason for them to be antagonistic towards each other. No, and it also didn't establish like 
like there weren't there weren't a lot of scenes where like Zara's like oh god like he's just like like other than being like oh he has such a dreamy smile or he has such perfect hair like you never really get the sense that she's just like I don't know like that she knows him on any on any level at all other than he's the guy who's always a jerk to me and attractive and like I think that's sort of why it falls so flat because that's not really generally not necessarily true for everyone like generally that's not really how people work yeah you know what it kind of reminds me of and this is going to be a little bit of a tangent so bear with me um Mm. but okay so if anybody has followed the mcu movies i know it's getting harder to do now because there are so (laughs) fucking many of them oh god yeah i gave up years ago (laughs) yeah but if you okay, if you were following the MCU movies up until uh, Civil War, here was mm. my biggest gripe with Civil War, and I actually think Civil War is a good movie, but yes, um, it is jumping. It is it is giving a payoff to something that they never actually established. So yeah, one of the th- that's what it is, is, right? So okay, uh, if you haven't seen Civil War. Basically, the mm-hmm. whole crux of the movie is that Iron Man and Captain America are fighting. They're mad at each other for, you know, plot reasons. Doesn't matter. Point is, they have a falling out. And that's, like, the big emotional drive of it is the fact that these two people who were partners and friends are now having a falling out. Except, yes. the problem is, we never, in the MCU, up to that friends? point, ever saw them being friends or working mm-hmm. together on a regular basis. Yep. The Avengers were never a solid established team. So them having no. a falling out didn't actually fucking matter. Yeah, well because it and like here's the thing, in the comics it was very different. They had a long long cuz the comics have been around for a very long time, a long history of being like really close friends who respected each other. Exactly. Um, so when they had a falling out, like, in the comics, it was devastating. Yeah, whereas um, in the MCU, it was just like, oh, they they barely formed the Avengers, like, last month, and now two of them yeah. had a falling out. Like, we never saw them. We never had a whole movie where they were actually fucking working together. Um, yeah, we're like, they're palling around and going on adventures and, like, clearly like love and respect each other as friends because all the movies leading up to that they were kind of just antagonistic towards each other yeah exactly so so you're like well wouldn't they just be like oh well we had a falling out and we're just gonna go our separate fucking ways yeah so who cares but the movie wants us to see this as this big emotional deal that these two people who were once like close like brothers are now fighting and i just didn't feel that way because they hadn't actually established that in the mcu and I feel like, uh, so I feel like having that story was premature. Like, they, it needed a few, uh, some movies where they were actually a team before they dismantled the team, right? Um, yeah, I, I would say probably, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like there are probably a lot of people who would agree with that. Yeah, so, um, and, th- and that's coming around back to the chemistry of a fictional relationship. You have to actually establish what you're you can't just tell the audience oh these people are into yeah. each other like you have to actually show well, them being yeah. into each other just like yeah. and that's the problem that that's the problem they, she never showed it like the author never really put it on like never really kind of gave a very convincing moment of like why zara would feel 
so attracted to him that didn't go beyond like really superficial things. Mm-hmm. And I often feel that way about a lot of erotica and romance where I'm like, I'm just not believing this relationship because it just didn't actually, it didn't actually, you didn't actually show them being into each other except for just like, oh, uh, I can't stop looking at how big her tits are. And I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. And... What of it? And I, and again, like, this may just be because of, like, our own sexual orientation, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of the same problem. Anyone who uh, ha- either really loves the Hallmark Christmas movies or has a relative who really loves the Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies, which, you know, you you they have, like, a billion of them every year, right? Oh, yeah. Some of them, the actors have great chemistry, the writing's really good, you know, for what it is. Um, but, like, it's a believable romance. And other ones, like, there's just nothing. Mm-hmm. Because the entire premise is centered around, like, of course they're attracted to each other. It's it's a guy and a girl. Like, why again, why wouldn't they be? And if you want to have really good chemistry in your book or your movie or your comic or whatever, that's not enough. No. Like, you can't just base it on, well, like, men and women are attracted to each other, so of course they're attracted to each other. Like, do you walk out of your house and you see, like, a man or a woman and instantly go, like, ah, oh, yes, I find every man attractive, or I find every woman attractive? No. Or maybe you maybe, do. Maybe. And you know what? Good for you. Um, but, like, I-, I think most people have preferences. They have, you know, things that they find more attractive than other things. You know, there are people who want someone taller than them or shorter than them. They might want someone with big breasts or small breasts who might prefer brown hair or blonde hair. Why are your characters not having those same thoughts and feelings and opinions as a real person? If you want your characters to feel real, they need to be a person. (laughs) You need to write them like they're a person. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I, I, I have read one book that really did sell me on physical attraction. Uh, and it was a father-daughter incest novel. Oh, I, I have not read that, but I think I know who that is by. Uh, not not the one you're thinking of, I think. Although that one, Oh, it's not the one I'm thinking no, of. No, that one was quite good, too. Uh, the one you're thinking of is probably Her Fire by Namine Stone, which is also very good. Mm. Does not go too deeply into physical attraction. It's much more, uh, like... The emotional The emotional side, side of things. Mm. No, uh, the one that really actually sold me on the these characters are experiencing intense physical attraction to each other is called perfectly warped uh by danielle james and it's actually manages to make the descriptions of why they found each other physically appealing actually like really really good and and i think a lot of it is because it was so wrapped up in taboo yeah because the characters are well aware that they should not be feeling this way and so again it's very emotionally driven but then because it is very physically driven that it gets all kind of mixed up and warped and i i 
shout out to Danielle James because that is some of some of the steamiest writing I've ever read. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. content warnings out the wazoo, but. Oh uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> we put this episode up. We'll have to put one of those ourselves. Oh yes, but but yeah, like um, there are obviously ways that you can write physical attraction that still works, but yeah, it's most people harder. don't though. It's, it's harder. Trouble. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, here's the thing: there are people in this world who experience uh, physical attraction greater than, say, emotional attraction, mm-hmm. and like that's. That is incredibly valid. You know, there are people who say maybe aromantic and they're like, yeah, it's all physical, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and not that that's every aromantic person, but th- there are some out there. Yeah. Uh, and sure, why not? I just, I'm not convinced that every single person who's writing every single erotica um, or romance novel is aromantic or asexual. No, for that matter? N- no, je- probably not, actually. <laughs> Which means there's no excuse. <laughs> no excuses for you. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I think a lot of it just comes down to the fact that, like, no, no one really teaches you how to write a sex scene. No! No, they really don't. And I think a part of that is because of how erotica and romance is still, they're still very uh, demonized genres. Well, and they're also kind of looked down upon. They are. Too. They're they're viewed uh, as like like lesser. Less, lesser. Yeah. Yeah. They're not serious literature. So yeah, that's not how serious people write. That's because, right. Because you know, real people don't have sex. So yeah, serious people never have sex. They, as we all know, <laughs> humans uh, aren't born. They're hatched in eggs that are delivered by a stork. Yes, of course. Yes, that are delivered by a stork and or grown in a cabbage patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's um I think that a, a big part of that problem is because nobody takes the 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 types of writing that are very like intimacy driven. Nobody really takes mm-hmm. those genres seriously. Therefore, nobody really teaches you how to write them because why would you? Those aren't serious genres. Well, I mean, the amount of times I have seen other writers not writing you know adult literature be like oh writing erotica is such a fucking cop-out like that's not real writing mm-hmm. you don't actually need to have any skill for that and i'm like yeah you do like it's it can be very if you want to write a good sex scene you need to also be able to write like it's as difficult as writing a good fight scene there's just as many hands mm-hmm. sometimes more you know, there's a lot of body parts, there's a lot of fluids, there's a lot of emotions. Oh, yeah. I, you gotta keep track of it all. It's not actually that easy. I find action much more difficult to write than <laughs> than sex. Action is hard. Yeah, but that's hard. because I... Well, I mean, a lot of that is just because it's not something I write very often, mm-hmm. and it's not something I necessarily care to write all that often. But, you know, there are probably people who write action novels who are like, oh, yeah, I could pump out an action scene in, like, five seconds... But if you ask them to write, like, a convincing sex scene, they would be like, oh, no. Oh, no, I don't know how to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, everybody that writes has their own things they love to write, right? I mean, that's that's true of any kind of... Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think you're right, though. I think a part of the problem is that people go, oh, like, oh, anyone can write a sex scene, and then they don't actually learn how to do it. Yeah. Because anyone can do it, and you don't actually need skill or, <laughs> you know, an understanding of intimacy. Exactly. Like You just have to write, you know, 
dick dick goes in hole. Yeah. Thinker goes in hole. That's all you problem, need. Problem solved. Now it's hot. Yeah. It's it's hot now because you see a thing went in a hole and so it, it's hot. It's sexy. By default. It's sexy because we said all the sex words, right? We we Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we said we said some dirty words. Um there was there was a scene in which, you know, people people had orgasms, therefore it was sexy. I, it does endlessly uh, fascinate me that for some people, all you need is the idea of sex happening, and it's already super hot. Like, like oh god, I I wish that like were me. a single <laughs> sentence. It can be something like, and then she climbed on top of me, and we started fucking, and that can be enough to someone to be like, whoa, that's so sexy. I'm like, um, I mean. That was me at like twelve, probably. Um, <laughs> like this is so and, explicit. Yeah, well, that's why. Um, and and that, again, no shame on that. If you, that is what you're into, God, there are days I re- truly do wish that were me. Um, <laughs> because the amount, the amount of effort, the amount of effort I have to put into my fantasies is uh, a little absurd sometimes. But. Um, <laughs> But no, like for some people, it, it really is that simple of like her tits are bouncing, and, and then you're just like, ah, that was enough for me, and I'm bouncing titties. I, it's not enough for me. It's yeah. It's never gonna be enough no, for no, me. No, no, no. Even just like just the act of just plain straightforward, no bells or whistles sex is just so un like so uninteresting to me. Yeah. But that is a hundred percent just because I'm really kinky. <laughs> um, really ace, really kinky. Yeah, really ace, super kinky. It's not my fault. Um, uh, well, but. you know, and I, it, it's it's interesting to me because I think of some of the more niche kinds of like erotic fiction. I think of things like mm. vor or transformation yeah. porn, and yeah. they end up being so creative and so very much in those moments and about. The emotions being felt and the fear yeah. and the sensations. And they kind of have to be because there's... They're not real things that you can do in reality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, they're genres that are written, or typically written so very interestingly that I'm like, I don't even know that I would necessarily say I have a vor fetish myself, but I have read and written some really hot vor content um because yeah it <laughs> because it's it's just it's just interesting to play with concepts that are so far removed from reality that you have to really dig into all these other yeah. interesting things oh yeah like honestly i'm kind of on the page of like the weirder the more interesting the better it is yeah for me and like the interesting thing is is that like i would say that while for would not be like a main fetish, I wouldn't say it isn't. Yeah, that's fair. One one on my list. That's fair. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, if I see it in something, I'm not complaining. I may, I may not like, you know, very often be like, I want something for in my life. And for those who don't know what for is, oh yes, we um, should explain. <laughs> maybe maybe we should find that for for the the, the folks who are not in the know. Um, <laughs> Uh, for it can be a lot of things, but it's mostly sort of the the idea of being consumed, like being swallowed whole. Yeah, being swallowed whole. Um, whether that's by like a giant person or a slime or like a, a monster. 
And, like, it, it can be a lot of different things, you know, some for ends with, like, that person dying, or becoming a part of the body that swallowed them, um, or being digested. There's, there's all sorts of fun things. And you might be like, why? Though? <laughs> why, though? And the answer is, I don't know, but it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, right? Like, there's there's so many different, like, flavors and ways that people create vore content, and it just, yeah. all of it fascinates me, because... It's just so strange, and that's what kind of makes it hot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things where I'm like, this is very bizarre, and I like it because of I it. like it because it's so bizarre. I yeah. did read a Vore, I've read a couple of Vore novels, but um, mm. <clears throat> um, it's called Infinite Prey by Kara Lang, and basically mm. this, this girl and her friends are like transported to uh, this fantasy realm where there's all sorts of monsters and giants and all sorts of things that want to swallow people whole and she she discovers that she has this like supernatural ability to survive being swallowed whole so she gets swallowed and then she like materializes outside like respawns uh, essentially oh, yeah. uh, honestly good for her yeah good for her so <laughs> uh, along her adventures as they're all trying to find a way to get back home again she obviously gets swallowed alive various times throughout the course of the book yes, and yes. the book uh, explores a lot of different types of vor like it's got your typical like a giant picked me up and swallowed me it's got uh, mm-hmm. attacked by a slime monster it's got like a horror sequence where she's being uh, absorbed into a creature like all yeah. sorts of different types of vor in here and yeah that's just fun yeah it is I just fun it. and i found it a very engaging read just because it was so strange and so interesting and it had some sex scenes in it but honestly the sex scenes were barely described and it was the vor scenes that were hot which is just so interesting to me that you can have a book that has two types of content and the actual well i mean that's uh that reminds me of um your your book with the girl scene in it oh yeah (laughs) And everyone's like, this is not a sex scene, this is a torture scene. And we were both like, this scene is so hot. Oh my god, he's having his body cut open and he's awake and you're just like... Yeah, this is the hot scene, what are you talking about? Everyone else is just like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? And you're just like, look, don't don't look at me, actually, don't. Um, <laughs> I just like it, okay? I find his submission sexy. Yeah, that's what's hot. I mean, and that's, a, like, a great example of, like, having scenes that have an emotional and a sensational yeah. drive to them yeah, well, rather like, than a visual one. So, and then I, we've talked about this uh, this book of yours before, which is Rise of the Masters. Yes. And, before on the podcast, I believe. And Yeah, I think we have. Yeah. And uh, so, like, one of the things that I, I, I found really interesting while reading it was just the fact that, like, you have these, like, really beautiful, central, like, lesbian, uh, you know, sort of lesbian sex scenes. And it's just, like, very loving, very adoring. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. What a loving, healthy relationship. And then you have, like, the, the scene, scenes, <laughs> like, every single scene, basically, with Persephone in it, where he's getting, like, his ass handed to him, and he's getting, like, tortured. And I'm just like, but this makes my brain like light up like a fucking Christmas. Oh yeah. And, and like I 
structure them that way on purpose yeah. to kind of like explore contrast. Yeah. And uh yeah, like they're supposed to be very like visceral they're supposed to make yeah. you feel a lot of feelings so much uh, like erotic writing doesn't make me feel anything yeah and, and i uh, i like the feelings i love the feelings is the mm-hmm. thing i want to feel feelings they do not have to be like happy feelings they oh no be like fear feelings or like repulsion uh, oh yeah but i, I just but want I them want there. to feel something <laughs> yeah oh god I, feel, I don't know. I feel like we've veered so off track at various points in this. That's fine. No, yeah, that's okay. We're allowed. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess sort of like, because like, I never want to really give writing advice necessarily. I know I like appeasingly gave some earlier um, about not using certain words, <laughs> uh, but honestly, do what you want. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's like too much writing advice in the world. And I think a lot of it just comes down to just just keep writing. Just write, yeah, write think- what you want to write. Not what's getting... Not, if you want to make money, yes, you gotta write things that will sell. Obviously. Um, but like, every once in a while, just fucking go off and write whatever crazy idea. And yeah, just- I mean, my best writing advice, especially when it comes to writing sex, mm-hmm. is... Ch- chase your horny and if yeah. your horny is like i love seeing tits bounce and that's what does it for me so that's what i'm gonna write then that's cool it's not what makes a hot sex scene to me like we said at the beginning this is very subjective if you're gonna write the the titty bouncing scene go all in on it you know yeah don't just yeah, be like oh and sure. her her tits jiggled like make it like five pages waxing poetically on how beautiful and perfect her bouncing titties are like pour your heart and soul into the bouncing titties it'll make for a better story i promise you i i read the most amazing post on twitter uh the other day Mm. uh, and and it was the most amazing art advice yeah i'm gonna have to just like paraphrase it because i do not still have this post anywhere that i can find it oh but like you can find anything on twitter anymore <laughs> well um but essentially it was this person relating the story about when they were in high school doing an art class mm. and how they said that a girl in their class was really just starting to get into mixed media art mm-hmm. and she was really into using like things like rhinestones and peacock feathers in her paintings yes and like pasting them in there and uh, the first one that she made, she wanted to just, like, introduce these elements just a little bit, you know, just kind of subtly put a yeah. few in there. And her teacher looked at the piece and said, and this is like, this blew my mind and it's so good, uh, and said, I don't like what you're doing. However, you clearly do. Like, I don't like the rhinestones and the peacock feathers, but you clearly like them. Mm-hmm. So here is my advice to you. I only dislike this piece. I want you to make me fucking hate it. <laughs> like, yes. go all in. Yeah. You're gonna do it, like, just really, really... If if this if something that you're making is not for someone, make it really not for someone. Yes. Right? Like... Go big or go home, essentially. And I was like, yes, that's that's exactly correct. 
Yeah. So yeah, write your titty bouncing piece. That's fine. Um, I don't have to like it because it, like not everything's going to be for me, and that's no. okay. No. But like, if you're going to do it, fucking do it. You know, fucking do it. Fucking Make do me it. Hate it. Uh, I like we see this a lot with uh, aspiring writers who are really sort of struggling to find their their footing on trying to write their pieces a lot of the times mm-hmm. i've been in various different discords and things and, and i see this so often and it and it i mean it's it's a little frustrating but like not exactly frustrating you know what i mean it, it's more that i feel frustrated on their behalf that they're getting so stuck um mm-hmm. and i think a lot of what people get stuck on is like i need to make this this thing and they get too caught up in their head about it. Yes. And sometimes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta, like, take a step back and then let yourself be completely unhinged. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Just go all in. Yeah. Uh, and, and No matter uh, what you make, it's gonna be art. It, well, exactly. I mean, bad art is still art, so yes. just fucking do it. Yeah, and here's the thing. The only way you're gonna get better is by doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. So make lots of yeah. bad art, and eventually one day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be like, you know what? This art I made today, it's kind of good, actually. Dude, sucking at something is the first step towards being sort of good at something. Yeah, and then you'll be like, how long have I been making good art for? And yeah. you'll look back and it'll be like, oh shit. It's been a while, actually. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how you get better. Uh, we were actually discussing today about uh, the current piece we're working on together. About how, like, mm. is it just me, or is this hotter than usual? <laughs> um, you know, like, oh boy. Uh, oh and, boy. And I mean, I think, you know, I, I sort of think about, like, where we started from three years ago, when we started writing together back in 2020, and mm-hmm. to, like, where we are now, our stories are, like, two or three or sometimes four times as long. Lord oh, yes. help us. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> we've lost our minds, it's fine. But, like, you know, the the characters are more nuanced, the, the scenes are more intense, the emotions are higher, the stakes are higher uh, in all of our books, and the reason, you know, and, like, I still look back on, like, the first story we wrote together, which was uh, Breaking Undertow, and I, I still love it. And I also know that if we were to write that now, we could do an even better job. And yeah. that's what you want. You want to look back, if you're sitting, if you're sitting looking at your computer, like, 10 years from now being like i'm gonna write me another story and you're looking back on what you wrote 10 years earlier and you don't think you could do it better you're not growing yeah exactly uh looking back on old stuff and being like this could have been better yeah uh, means that you've come along you've come a ways yes and you should be growing the goal is to grow the goal is not perfection the goal is to grow and Mm -hmm. the like no one becomes a master at their craft overnight. I would hardly consider myself like a you know masterful writer. Um, I would. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> ditto. Um, ah. Back at you. But uh, I, I think a lot of times people really sort of get scared to try, and they're worried that like it won't be perfect. And I'm here to tell you, Uncle Squid is here to tell you. It's never going to be perfect. Stop trying to make it perfect and just fucking write your book. Yes. With love and affection. It's fine. (laughs) With love and affection, 
you you will never be able to write that perfect book if you're not writing. You gotta write to get there. So mm-hmm. if you have a story, let's say you have a story, you're like, oh, I want to write this like huge epic of like fantastical proportions, and there's gonna be hot scenes in it, and there's gonna be sword fighting, and there's gonna be like you know this whole political drama. But you don't know how to write that yet. Don't write it yet. Start smaller. Put that one on the back burner. If the thing that is keeping you from being able to write it all is that you can't write that story perfectly yet, then don't write it yet. You can put it aside, come back to it. Exactly. Write something smaller with the same concepts. You can pick the same concepts out and make smaller pieces and practice and get better. And like put it out there, get people reading it. Even if you're not getting like a ton of feedback, the fact that you're even just putting yourself out there and letting people read your work. Mm-hmm is one of the most courageous things you can do as a as a creator yeah well it, i mean it's it's funny you said that um like you can revisit the same ideas and the same themes mm-hmm. later i'm actually like currently reading a ya sci-fi series that is by an author who i have read some of his earlier works mm-hmm. um and it is utterly wild to see not only how many themes he likes to revisit yep throughout all of his works yep. but also just like the previous one i'd read by him was not that good but this one it's taking a lot of those same ideas yep. and doing them better and i was like oh holy shit mm-hmm. like he just perfected the earlier series yeah, yeah exactly uh and that's yeah. the thing you can here's here's the other thing if you want to write your novel like your big sweeping novel write it and then 10 years from now write it again yeah yeah exactly it's fine uh if you have to get that out of your system do it and then write something else um because honestly a lot of times i think that the thing that really gets in people's way of writing this is not even on topic anymore that's fine no Um, we're way off base yeah that's okay uh the thing that sort of like really gets in people's way a lot of the time is themselves they again Mm -hmm. don't let your fear of imperfection of not getting every single detail right stop you from progressing you know uh that was that was honestly one of my biggest fears when i was younger and i was trying to write was like but i don't know that like i'm doing a good job and i don't know like it will anyone like it and you start thinking about all these things the only thing you need to worry about is your characters and what they're doing like do they have good chemistry and don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> throw it in the trash and start again <laughs> well i mean now that we've said all that yes uh, we did re- we did really hate need yeah uh which we just reviewed yeah um what sorry who was the author who wrote need uh carrie jones yeah no. i i would be interested we to one of her more uh, more recent yeah. works we should pick one we should pick one and review it yeah, well, I mean, she's got, uh, I think, the most recent book. Let me, I'm stalling for time because I am doing a Google search. It's fine. Sometimes we have to look things up because we're not encyclopedias, so. Yeah, we and we it. also do absolutely no preparation for these episodes. It's fine. Preparation? Um, Us? In this economy? In this no. economy? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Her, her, I think her most recent book is called In the Woods. Mm. And, okay, here, here is the description, the, the, the verb for In the Woods. Yeah. 
It should have been just another quiet night on the farm when Logan witnessed the attack, but it wasn't. Something is in the woods. Something unexplainable. Something deadly. Hundreds of miles away, Crystal's plans for summer in Manhattan are abruptly upended when her dad reads tabloid coverage of some kind of grisly incident in Oklahoma. When they arrive to investigate, they find a witness. A surprisingly good-looking farm boy. As townsfolk start disappearing and the attacks get ever closer, Logan and Crystal will have to find out the truth about whatever's hiding in the woods before they become targets themselves. Ooh, and I ask you, I ask you, how much of that sounds like need? Yeah, it is kind of the same story, huh? Also, it sounds very much like, once again, she is clearly going over some similar themes. Yeah, I mean, we do it, so... retreading the same ground which is fine yeah and what what i mean is in the woods could be uh like a vast improvement on need need could be like a first draft to in the woods and that is okay yeah well and that's the thing you gotta start somewhere exactly you gotta start somewhere and i would be interested to see if that book is better although her main uh, female character is being kind of rude. There are plenty of cute farm boys in this world. Hush your face. Uh, yeah, a surprisingly cute Surpri- farm boy. Is it because he's in Who the country? Who would have thought a farm boy could be cute? Is it because he's a country <laughs> bumpkin? Country bumpkins can be cute. I'm just, I'm just remembering how judgy Zara was about people wearing boots. In the snow. In the snow. Oh, I can't believe that guy is wearing boots. Winter boots? <laughs> when it's like minus a bajillion outside and there's like three feet of snow? Ew. Uh, ew. Yeah, sorry. Some people don't want frostbite <laughs> on their fucking toes. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, I would I would be fascinated to know if Carrie Jones... Uh, had, but like, presumably she's grown as a writer since writing Need was a I, long time I mean, ago. So. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would think so. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. We should, we should definitely, yeah, we should pick that one up and see it, how we feel about it. Yeah, we we could do that. Um, but first, we have some uh, actual adult content books to cover. Yeah, we do. Up next, we uh, <laughs> we are putting aside the YA, YA. to uh, do some some real some real adult books with monster fucking in them. I'm very stoked about it. Oh, yeah, we're very, very excited to bring you uh, our thoughts on a whole series of monster fucky books. It's a very fun time. And also, they are both, they are very, it's a very good series to demonstrate what we were sort of talking about, about, like, that connection between characters. That's believable. Yeah. That feels real. It feels natural. Yeah, it it feels natural and organic and, like, kind of the way that people actually work. But, I mean, obviously in, like, a fantastical way because... Mon- monster monster fucking mm. monster fucking so much monster fucking it's great <laughs> uh, yes. i mean m- monster fucking could be the subject of our next in between episode it could be mm-hmm. i i'm always down for talking about it because it's, you know it's such a good subject it is and i mean we're both into it so what you so, what you can yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, I, did we actually cover the topic that we set out to cover? I think we did. We okay. covered like what makes what makes a good sex scene, or what makes a sex scene that we personally like, and what makes good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But did we do it enough? 
I feel like I feel like we did. Okay, good. Because I did go off on a bit of a tangent, and I'm not no, sorry. No, tangents are good. I'm not tangents sorry about it. Tangents are what podcasts are all about. You should never be sorry. <laughs> Look, I just think that like sometimes uh, people want to write things, and then they stop themselves from writing things because it's not profitable, or because they're not sure anyone will like it, and sometimes you gotta be unhinged for yourself. Exactly. Love yourself, write the crazy shit. Just do it. Exactly. Just write the the absolute filthiest taboo crap you can think of. Mm-hmm. Do it. Because if you're not doing it, are you really like why? Why why deprive yourself of the porn you want to see in this world? <laughs> be be the writer you want to see in this world. That is my advice to myself every time I, I start to like second guess something I'm writing. And I'm like, oh, is this like, is this too much? Is this too much? And I'm like, you know what? No, no it's never too much. Someone out there's going to like it um, who isn't just me. And you know what? I'm right every single time. So- you know, un- unhinged energy in writing is like garlic. It- it's not never too much. In fact, it's probably not enough. Well, and he- yes, correct. And, and like the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize um, if you have ever looked for something that's incredibly specific and niche for yourself, going, surely someone has written this, it's the internet, um, and not been able to find it, I guarantee you there are other people who have also done the exact same thing. Uh, and if you write it, they're basically going to be like, oh, thank God, someone wrote it, I can die happy now. Yes. So write the unhinged thing. Let, let your freak flag fly. It's, I mean, this won't be coming out during Pride Month, but it is Pride Month right now. And I want to mm-hmm. say, just write it. And there are going to be people who are going to hate it. And you know what? Good. Let them hate it. Write. Exactly. Write the unhinged, like, monster fucking or ovi position or nodding or whatever. Whatever you want to write. Yeah. Uh, you want to write some knife play, write some knife play. You want to write asphyxiation <laughs> kink, write some asphyxiation kink. You want to write something that is just solely focused on feet? By God, you write those feet. Make them as stinky as you want. <laughs> Don't let the internet you stop you. Right. They can't. <laughs> you know, I, I have yet to find a full-length foot fetish novel. And um, see, the world read. is missing that. So and here's your opportunity. Write it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and listeners, if you can recommend me a good full-length foot fetish novel, uh, please send it my way. I will happily read it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, please. Please. We uh, love recommendations for uh, smutty things to read. And it is okay if it is very strange. Yes. But yeah, uh, do we have anything else we want to say about sex scenes? Or romance and intimacy? I mean, I just think everything needs more sex scenes and romance and intimacy. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm going to go off on another tangent. Why are oh, genre pieces do. not allowed to have sex in them? I mean, they are, but oh, no one wants to put them in question. there. And I'm like, but maybe I want to have a sci-fi adventure where uh, someone bangs an alien, and I don't think that's wrong. I don't think that's wrong either. Why? Why are we not... Mm-hmm. Uh, like, why... My problem with the publishing industry is that there's these very sort of set rules and dynamics around certain genres mm-hmm. that, like, if you break out of them, people are like, how dare you? 
How could you put a single bit of filthy smut into my romance? And I'm like, God damn it, maybe I just want like the people who like my characters who are in love to also have sex Is that on so screen, wrong? you know? The screen of your mind. Uh, is that so wrong? Can my my characters who adore each other bang? I think they should be allowed to. And I think that sort of the the whole appeal of genres is kind of uh, boxed all of us in creatively a oh, little sure. bit uh, because there's no reason that a fan like a, a fantasy novel set in a medieval esque time with magic and dragons and shit can't also have sex in it. Yes. Like, explicit sex. Why can a prince not fall in love with a sorcerer and get his ass banked? (laughs) By magic. I definitely read read, uh, books like that. Yeah, and there need to be more of them. I I want there to be more of them, Yes, and I am tired of having to write it myself, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, well, we always have to make our own food, and... uh... Uh, That's the trick of having... Really niche tastes. You're always making uh, your own goddamn food. More like really good taste. Well, yeah, we do have really good taste. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was sorry. I I know that's like a little bit of a tangent right at the end there, but like it, it just sort of occurred to me that that's like okay. a lot of what keeps sort of uh, sex out of every single book is that we have these very strict like boxes of what is a romance novel. Like, again, mm, not, yes. to, not to harp on, like, Hallmark movies, but, like, they all have the same formula. I could write one right now. Like, girl from big city goes to the countryside for job or to visit family, meets boy from country, is all like, oh, he's kind of cute, but, you know, it's the country. <laughs> he shows her the real meaning of life by taking her out into the wilderness or some shit, and she mm-hmm. learns the true meaning of Christmas, and they all fall in love, but, oh! wait they have to have a falling out because you always have to have a falling out where someone like overhears a conversation misunderstands doesn't communicate like a goddamn adult because we don't do that here and then you know leaves and he gets her back or she returns and then they're like oh i should have never left and oh, i just want to stay here with you blah 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 the end all of the movies are like that all of yeah, them yeah yeah yeah, romance novels, especially, like, if you're reading anything from, like, the big publishers, yeah. like, um, Harlequin or Mills and Boone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a formula. They, they do, they, they tend to follow the formula. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's fine. I know a lot of readers really want that. They find yep. that quite comforting because yep. they know what they're going to expect from the book. Yep. Uh, personally, I want to be surprised by yeah. a book. I don't want the same thing every time i want it i i I am always looking for a book that is gonna make me go oh i've never read something like that before well and it's it's getting it's getting harder and harder mm, but yeah yeah well i mean i've read a lot of books yeah there's nothing wrong with like having something formulate but the problem is that like the romance genre relies very heavily on that because of the bigger publishers and it makes it really hard for like independent writers to sort of get a a foot in the door um mm-hmm. or to gain any like traction and i i do sometimes wonder if there's like a certain level of like people kind of missing out a little bit because they have this very like 
strict binary view of, like, this is a romance novel. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that the, it's, there's definitely, like, restrictions, not even just from the publishers, no. but also from what the readers are looking for. Mm-hmm. I know that every once in yeah, a while... Yeah, I mean, it's, it comes down to what sounds right. Yeah. Well, and every once in a while on Twitter, the freaking readers lose their gosh darn minds <laughs> because somebody wrote a romance novel that didn't have a happy ending and they're they uh, treat that like a breach of contract like yeah. you cannot call uh, it a romance novel if it does not have a happy ending and i, I you know what even, nicholas sparks would like to have a word i i'm not even going to say like i prefer happy endings too oh, yeah same. but i also i also just would not want to be res- like creatively restricted in that way like because i'm writing x genre my book has to be a b c d yeah um that just sounds like so creatively restrictive to me i just i i I can't yeah Um, but then i mean i guess like some people really just like writing the same story over and over again like that's fine which is also fine that's fine no i i have no beef with romance i just um Nah. Not always in the mood to nah. uh, I just engage wish, or something, that formula. Yeah, I just wish that, like, genres, just in general, would kind of expand their horizons more... a little bit. Or, yeah. if we could just get rid of them all together. Genre anarchy! Yeah, genre anarchy! Well, because, like, the problem is, you know, uh, and this is a problem that we constantly have, which is, like, where do our books fit in? Because, yes, there are a lot of erotic scenes, but there's also romance, there's horror in some of them, there's action and adventure, there's political intrigue, there's, you know, space travel, or aliens, or, you know, big buff furry men. Like, yeah, dragons, uh, romantic cannibalism. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, So it's sort of like, well, none none of that fits into, like, a neat little a specific box. genre yeah you know, it's hard yeah and I, yeah. I i wonder sometimes if like that's kind of what stops people from being more exploratory in their in their writing is because they're like but like that won't sell because i can't fit it into a nice neat little box with a bow on top and the truth is yeah it yeah. might not sell because you can't fit it into a neat little box and if that's what you're you know what you're worried about then sure read yeah. all the tutorials about like oh follow up on the trends make sure you know the formulas what your the expectations of your genre blah 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 uh that's fine um that is not what i am interested in doing no. myself i i it is it, it does not spark joy no in, and in i am here <laughs> entirely for joy yes i i write entirely for joy and and i mean the thing is i i think when you're writing something that really speaks to you, it comes through mm-hmm. in your writing a lot more than when you're trying to follow a formula. It does. And that doesn't mean that people who follow a formula can't write really beautiful, masterful pieces. It just... It, it just... I think it, it often can be very limiting on how far you're willing to push yourself to create a masterpiece. And I mean, not everyone wants to create a masterpiece. Some people are just like, I like to write, and I make, and I like making money, and that's valid. That's an incredibly valid way to make a living and to write stories. Um, yeah. However, if you're yeah, like, no shade, yeah, no shade on that. Like, however, if you're like us and you're you you want to make something that just sort of 
is being torn from your soul, whether mm-hmm. you want it to be or not, uh, and you're slapping it on paper, and you're like, someone's gonna like it. Uh, don't be afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't be mm-hmm. don't be afraid to just let yourself be yourself, um, because not everyone is made for writing for genre specific rule sets. And I don't think there's really necessarily anything wrong with not being published under a traditional publisher, especially since they don't actually do all that much for you anymore as a writer. Um, they sure don't. Yeah, it used um, to be yeah, a lot I more mean, involved, but... A shit ton of the stuff I read mm. is all, like, indie and self-pub. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very pro-independent authors over yeah. here. Yeah, well, I mean, we are independent authors, so... <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Yes, but like I, I also do read a lot of independent authors. So. Yeah, and um, I think you get, you know, you don't always get the most polished books. However, you do get really interesting ideas. Oh yeah, uh, I've read a lot of not very well done books, and like, yep. I still find value in reading like bad books because, yeah. like we've said earlier in this very episode, uh bad art is still art and and yep. there is still value in that yeah well and honestly uh one of the best ways to how to improve your own writing is to read writing you don't actually enjoy yes um yeah, whether, well, yeah. whether it's because well written we, or not <laughs> um, when, we, when we read need we came up with like three to five different plots that we were like oh this would we could yeah. jump off of that idea and do yeah. that right yeah, well, and like oh, in yeah. the in the case of writing chemistry with with characters, especially especially mm-hmm. if you are reading a book and you're like, man, these characters have no chemistry. Study that. Why don't they yeah. have chemistry? What is it about you know Nick and Zara that made us go? Yeah, they don't have any freaking chemistry. When you s- Start to look at, like, not just the things that you enjoy reading, but also the things you don't enjoy reading. Your brain starts going, yeah, how could this have been done better? If I were writing these characters, what would I have done to make them feel like they're actually genuinely into each other? And that's a great way to learn. Yeah, it is. It is a great way to learn. I definitely fully endorse reading not just good books, but also bad books. Um, Also, okay. So, like, sometimes you'll read a bad book, and, like, it's not necessarily well-written, but the idea is just, like, such a banger that you're just, like, I, I don't, like, you're like, yeah, the writing's not great, but, like, damn, what an idea. The creativity, oh, yeah. the imagination, off the charts. There are some, definitely some books I've read that I've been like, yeah, this wasn't executed very well, but my gosh, the ideas in here are crazy and good. And can you imagine if that person keeps writing and comes back exactly. to that idea ten years later and rewrites it, and you're just going to be like, oh, yes, this was the novel it was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, keep writing, kids. Um, <laughs> ISHR, <laughs> exclusively adult audience, some of whom are probably older yeah, than me. Uh, Children, please don't listen to our No, podcasts. if you are under it's 18 and you're here, why? why? Yeah, it's, it's full of naughty words. Well, that might be why, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not just naughty It's not just naughty words, it's naughty concepts. <laughs> That's right. Naughty ideas. Naughty ideas. And hopefully we didn't squick anyone too bad this week. <laughs> yes, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I think our listeners are probably fine. Right? Yeah, they're fine. We're all adults here. 
We better exactly. be all adults here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we should uh, we should wrap this one up. I think. Yeah, I um, think I think we did. <laughs> I think we did. It was we, a lovingly we, meandering discussion. That's right. <laughs> we took the scenic route. It's fine. Uh, so, do we want to tell our our lovely audience about what we're going to be discussing next week on the podcast? Yes, next. Uh, well, uh, next. Well, not next week, but next week. our next, yeah, our next episode. Next episode. Let's yes, let's um, rewrite that to be. Do we want to tell our audience what we're discussing on the next podcast, Pixie? Yes, uh, we're going to be discussing the first book in the Monstrous series by Lily Maine. It is called The Soul Eater. I love this. It's great. We really series. enjoyed this one. God, hats off to Lily Maine. You get me as a writer. Thank you. And it's oh. it's full of very graphic, explicit content. Yeah, so. uh, we'll, we'll be getting into some real adult content shit, actually. That's right. Um, where there will be discussions of the characters yeah. having sex <laughs> on, on, on the page, in the sex. book. <laughs> That's I'm, right. No fade to blacks here. Yeah, no fade to blacks. No, just it was very sensual. Uh, mm. Yeah. We, we've eased you all in, lured you into our trap. That's right. Uh, with and now, <laughs> the young and now we're going to the hardcore shit. Yeah, now we're going into monster fucking. So, you know, stra- That's right. strap in. It's gonna be a good time. So, and, Squid, yeah. Squid, where can where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Archive of Our Own at Frick Frack Paddywhack. Uh, whack without an H because I don't like spelling. Um... And uh, hopefully soon we will have some of our own, uh, some of our novels up for purchase in digital format. Uh, but we have not set that up yet, so look look forward to that. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can also read our work on dandylionl.wordpress.com, I believe. That is correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one one, one of these weeks I'll stop questioning that, but it's not this week. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at First Order Pixie. I've also set up a Twitter for this podcast at Squick Me Not. Um, and my blog where you can find my book reviews as well as my own novels for purchase is at rosesbooks.home.blog. And, yeah. uh, and also, and, we can, you can also be found on AO3, too. Oh, I can be found on AO3. Uh, my username is It's Pixies Things. Yeah. So if you're looking for something to read, we got you covered. We got you. We, we got you do. covered. Uh, and if you're looking for something really naughty to read, we definitely got you covered. Oh, yeah. All right. I guess uh, with that... We'll see you next time. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.